You're listening to the Peace Together Podcast, where we find peace in ourselves, each other, and our world. Oh my god, I'm recording. Okay, okie dokie. Hello, welcome back to another week of the Peace Together Podcast. It's Lee, again, back um, with a very very fun, important episode that's very near and dear to my heart. So between the last time I talked to you guys and now, I have gone to Jamaica. My family is Jamaican, both of my parents are Jamaican, and I spent basically a majority of my winter break in between semesters in Jamaica, literally the best place on earth in my opinion, in the spirit of the season, you know. I already said season one is all about beginnings because this is the beginning of a new endeavor. This is the beginning of 2024. And what better way to encapsulate beginnings than an episode dedicated to heritage and background in one's personal origins and cultural origins. And so I knew I was going to be back in Jamaica since before summertime, springtime when we booked the tickets. And so what like... That's just the most ultimate beginning ever. The beginning of your story. The beginning beginning of everything, honestly. Heritage is something that is passed down generation to generation. Something you cannot separate yourself from. And so it is literally the perfect beginning. The ultimate beginning as it plays a huge role in how we understand ourselves in our current, in within our current society. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to Jamaica, the country that I love, my heritage, and just share a little bit about of what the trip was like, what reflections I had, and get a little insight from my one of my favorite people in the world, my grandmother, who you heard at the end of my last episode a little bit, and just get her perspective as um, what heritage means to her and what the trip meant to her and what she's internalized from the culture and the perspectives that's been passed down to her as a young person and then she because she's such a she's such a huge person in my life and she's had such a big impact on me personally and I know my mother and my entire family and so because for she's my heritage right and to get her insight on what it is to have a heritage understand your heritage and also be an agent of perpetuating heritage and instilling it in future generations it was just I'm very excited to have that conversation with her she's so cute she's so sweet she's sassy um and her name is Lorna and you will be hearing from her in a little bit but before we talk I wanted to give um a little just background on the trip and inside on what the experience is like how it felt um just to kind of just anchor this perspective in this conversation so the things that she says make sense and also because it was just such a remarkable thing that I experienced that I'd love to share um so yes like I said went to Jamaica it was the first time we went to Jamaica for Christmas since I was six months old um I'm currently 20 so you can kind of do the math it was literally 20 years before because I was 20 um I was, I'm 20 and six months old now. So literally 20 years ago was the last time my family was in Jamaica for Christmas. And my little brother hadn't even been born yet because I was barely born. So 
it was a great time to be back in the island for that because I've never experienced it. I've gone back to Jamaica on and off every every few years since since I was six months old, obviously. Um, and COVID kind of disrupted those that 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 pattern. And going back now as an adult, as someone who is kind of piecing together the things I remember from my childhood and just kind of with a more profound perspective has been the most deeply rewarding thing of my life. And so when we left, we left Christmas Eve Eve. Um, Our intention was to get there to celebrate Grand Market Night. And so Grand Market Night is usually something that happens on Christmas Eve in Jamaica, which is where all the markets, all the shops are open Late night, people are partying in the streets in a huge public communal gathering, just celebrating the night before Christmas. But what we didn't know, because Grand Market, no one, it's not like Grand Market is like an official event. It's a tradition, right? We didn't know they did it on the Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd, when we were flying in because Christmas Eve this year was on a Sunday and they didn't want to observe Grand Market on on a Sunday because of, you know, the Sabbath and the day of rest. And um, as a really Christian country, they didn't want to use that time for Sunday, the Lord's Day, to have those celebrations because, you know, they're a little, they're a little spicy and very fun. Um, so we ended up missing that, but I still got in there Christmas Eve, went to my grandmother's house. She made us such amazing food, just all the traditional Jamaican things. Um, I eat Jamaican food all the time. Um, but whenever she makes it at her house, it's particularly special given that she grows a lot of her own food. She has a beautiful, beautiful house and she grows a lot of her own food on her property and her greenhouse. And then also her rental property has a lot of land. So she gets to grow pineapples and yam and a bunch of stuff. And so all the produce is fresh and it tastes amazing and it's just so fabulous. And so from Christmas Eve until, um, I think the day after Christmas, we were there at her house and it was just a nice chill time. Got to celebrate Christmas with her and her husband. Beautiful. Um, and I will add that my grandmother lives in Mandeville. My family is from, my parents are from Mandeville. They were born, raised, um, but in Jamaica they have Instead of states, they have parishes. That's what they call those kind of greater regional areas that have towns in them. And so both of my parents and their grandparents are from the Manchester parish. Because, you know, Manchester, yeah, like England, you know, they they, they, they made a footprint everywhere. Um, it has Jamaica has been uh, greatly influenced by the occupation of England and culturally, educationally, things like that. And so, yes, they're from the Manchester Parish. And my grandmother is from Mandeville. She lives in Mandeville. So that's where we were for the first couple days. And then we ended up going up, which is kind of the um, south central part of the island. Uh, It's about, it's, it's a pretty far drive from a lot of the more touristy places in Jamaica, for example. Um, we wanted to go to, we went to Ocho Rios after um, we were in Mandeville in Jamaica. They call it Ochi, um, but most tourists call it Ocho Rios um, because we wanted access to the nice beaches in the tourist area, which isn't really Mandeville. It's, it's, it's not a coastal sit- town, so 
we went all the way back up there just to spend a few days by the beach at a resort and that was such an amazing experience not just the beach and whatever I think it's kind of weird being um a Jamaican person like having Jamaican parents being raised in Jamaican household and going to resorts and seeing how people of different cultures interact and perceive Jamaica in real time and it's kind of like you get to play tourist but you're not really a tourist um even though you're a visitor all the same and so when we were up there we were able to go um do all the cute little tourist things like we went to Duns River Falls which we've never been to before we've been to Wise Falls which is in another part of the island but Duns River is like the real tourist attraction so we ended up visiting there and we also ended up um, visiting Bob Marley's childhood home and the Bob Marley there's a whole excursion dedicated to him and where he grew up in Nine Mile Jamaica which is which is it's called Nine Mile because it's nine miles away from like kind of the nearest shopping center. It's a very remote um, country part of Jamaica. And so it was beautiful just to see um, just to see his upbringing and hear his story. And he's just such a remarkable he was such a remarkable human being. And the impact he had on the island is still so apparent it's his spirit is still there you don't have a conversation with a Jamaican without them quoting a Bob Marley lyric and so to be able to see where he grew up and to piece together his story was so remarkable and it was something that particularly encouraged me yeah I really want to make this episode about heritage because I mean just witnessing this man who came from rural Jamaica whose mother was a very young woman when she had him. Um, He was able to have international acclaim in the 1960s and touch the hearts of millions around the world, being from such a honest and simple background was just such an inspiring thing. It's just, you know, it just reminds me of just the the beauty and the empowerment that underlies Jamaican culture and the Jamaican spirit and so I knew making an episode like this just being able to have that sort of reflection and knowing that my heritage is is something that is that is that is globally cherished because of a man like that was so grounding and energizing for me as a person. And so after we had all our little excursions, all our little beach time, we befriended we befriended two two of the resort employees. Um they were really fun, really cool Jamaican dudes. We just would play cards and stuff. We went back to my grandmother's house just to chill, relax for the last couple of days in Jamaica. So we ended up spending an additional four or five days at my grandma's house. I was just walking around her property. She has a koi fish pond. She has a bunch of plants. I was just walking outside. I got actually really, really sick and basically just laid on her couch for then the remaining three days. But just to be in her presence, um, in, in the presence of her husband and of, of her home was such a remarkable thing. And my favorite part about every time we go back to Jamaica is that we go to we usually visit my mom's childhood home which is not where my grandmother lives now but we didn't get to do that this time but another thing that we usually do is visit my great grandmother's home um and her grave so that my 
my mom and my grandmother can pay respects together and we all as a family can pay respects to her she passed when I was in first grade I was around six or seven years old um but I think what my grandmother is to me is similar to what my great-grandmother was to my mother and just how a woman that was so full of life, so full of love, who was a beacon of her community, who was larger than life, just a caring and strong spirit. Um, that was the woman that really shaped my mother. And I think a lot of those traits were pa- passed on to my grandmother, which I admire and retain. And I think there's a similarity in the relationship I have with her in that way, as well as those traits being passed down to my mother and I I think me and my sister and my brother as well. Um, so we got to visit her her home and her grave. Um, her her home is under my mother's name. She passed it on to my mom after she passed, and she lives in a very very small town, um, very rural area in Jamaica. If you're Jamaican, you would refer to it. She lives in a bush. She lives in. A very rural town called Grovetown, Jamaica. Um, that's where most homes are made out of. Most homes in Jamaica are made out of cement and iron and things like that. But um, you'll see a lot more simpler homes made out of more um, s- simpler designs, simpler materials. You'll have they'll have tin roof houses there and things like that. Um, there's not a lot of wealth in that area, but. There still is a lot of community and camaraderie and um, the the dirt is is blood red. It is just really, it's not blood red. I would say it's a fiery red and it's something that is so characteristic of a lot of the rural areas in Jamaica. Um, that soil is also used to make aluminum foil and a lot of those rural areas are sold and those lands are sold so that the bauxite companies can go and mine the bauxite from the land to make aluminum and other products. That characteristic of the land, just how it visually is so red and so bold, I think is a metaphor for the people who live there and the, and the bonds they have. Um, so when we were driving down there to Grove Town to visit my grandmother's tomb and, and her home, it was such a fun experience because one, my grandmother drives like a crazy person. She drives, I mean, everything was in kilometers because, you know, you know, metric system and all that. But I'm sure she was going like a million miles per hour. That woman, she's 73. She was turning, she was burning rubber on these Jamaican roads. And if you've ever been to Jamaica, you know, the roads are just winding corners, up and down hills. Um, very tight. There's only exactly two car lengths wide. And my grandmother was just burning rubber all throughout the town to get there casually. She wasn't even in a rush. She said she was taking it slow. Um, but as she was doing that, and as I was very scared um, <laughs> for my life, because I just didn't know what to expect with her driving, she was also sharing about her upbringing and all the things she remembered about being a young girl and where she would walk to get water for her home and where her mother would walk for work. And I mean, these are miles away. She would tell us, oh, this is where my grand- this is where your great-grandmother went to work. And then we drove for another 20 minutes to their actual home and she didn't own a car. So that was all her walking on her feet to 
get to work to and from every day three miles each way to get to work and she recalled all these stories and catching water from the from the water dispenser um the water spout up in town and having to walk miles with it on your head to use it for breakfast or to use it to clean up she recalled all these things with such joy like just witnessing how much it brought her joy to reflect on her childhood and to reflect on these traditions that a lot of um a lot of western first world countries would kind of find to be very perilous and tough those were some of her fondest memories and I think uh it was was also such a particularly special moment because um her one of her childhood friends who my great-grandmother took under her wing his name is Errol was also in the car with us and so hearing them go back and forth to this day they remember who's who lived where what they used to do what happened where and I'm telling you this is about 50 60 years ago in rural Jamaica there were no cell phones there wasn't as easy documentation and so just witnessing how much of an impact that time of their life had on them that they were easily recalling the first names surnames cousin names of people they haven't seen in decades people who are long gone and have passed decades before them just shows how powerful those experiences were and how positively they impacted them as people my grandmother now she grew up like I said in this grove town um which is a very low income rural part of Jamaica she now lives in a very bougie house she's kind of a bougie girl but that part she doesn't look back in her past with any sort of with any sort of shame discomfort um she's not dissociative of her roots she fully embraces how much character she built from having those experiences how much she enjoyed how those experiences made her connect with other people in her town with her friends with her sister with her mother there's just something so beautiful about honest ways of living that are rooted in that are rooted in the environment and the connection one has with the earth whether it's farming or sourcing water or things like that it was so profound to watch my grandmother reflect so tenderly about her childhood and the simplicity of it and the beauty of it and her fondness of it while being in her BMW truck right and seeing how far she's come right my grandmother now has her own business she does very well for herself she has a beautiful home that her and her husband built it could be on architect digest or whatever whatever that magazine is called and yet her beginnings were something so humble and something that she does not she's not ashamed of something she fully embraces and she uses to remind us just how important life is and how important it is to be grateful for what you have and see how far you've come and embrace the hard work sacrifice and love that has come before you that has been able to put you where you are today and so that was really 
my Jamaica trip in a very high summary. There are things that happen that I will always remember for the rest of my life and cherish for the rest of my life. And I really want to get back there as soon as I can. I wanted to lay down the groundwork of who I am and where my family has come from. And most importantly, a little bit about my grandmother and where she's come from to platform the conversation we're about to have. I'm going to call her. I'm going to WhatsApp her very soon. Um, And yeah, so we're going to meet Lorna Cameron. I'm going to give her a ring and I'm going to get back to you. Hello. Hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. Hi, baby. How are you doing? Hi, Carly. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mama? Mm Mm-hmm. I am great. How about you? I went to church today. Did you go to church? No. Um, but how was church? Wonderful. New Year. I love to go to church first Sunday. I usually go to first church first and third Sunday. Try to at least do two Sundays. Good. It's important. It's important. Thanks to Peter. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to try for the new year to try to do that more. Last year, I fell off. I got up and got ready and, and went. It was good. And it was communion Sunday. I like to do communion Sundays, which is first Sunday of, of each month. Mm-hmm. And service was well attended. And, you know. That's so, awesome. So, you know, I like that. That's a part of our culture to go to church. We have more church per square foot than people. <laughs> we go out and see our church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, like I WhatsApped you earlier. I am working on a podcast. You've probably heard mommy say something about that. Um, but, you know, this trip that I, that we just went to, to Jamaica was such a beautiful and lovely time. I love spending time with you. I love your house. I love talking to you and Baz. And I just wanted to um, get your perspective on how you thought the trip was, how how it feels to be, you know, the the oldest generation and seeing your daughter come back with her kids and, and seeing, seeing your grandchildren kind of see your culture, your background, understanding your history, your story. I just wanted to get your perspective on how that trip went and how it feels to see that kind of reflection happen in real time. It was an amazing feeling, one of gratitude, you know, happiness. I just so I was just so thrilled. And to feel the contribution that, you know, generations before have made and the continuity of that. I remember how proud my mother was of me as well. And, you know, the things she did for me and for, you know, her two girls. And that tradition goes on. And, you know, we believe highly in, in in educating our generation and um, so would push for that as you see and as I tell you about 
my kids and just being behind them to make sure that they made something of themselves. Mm. I was really thrilled and I felt very fulfilled when um, Nadine came with husband and and the three kids, particularly the two girls. Baz and I were just blown away by how sharp, how bright, how knowledgeable you guys are. And you could, your ability to just take on basically any subject and just discuss it. We were really, really thrilled. We kept just glancing at each other and just amazed mm. at you guys, you know? Yes. And um, I don't know what you thought of the way I do things in terms of taking care of you guys when you come um, because I like hospitality and to show hospitality. Yes, you do. Um, I like people being comfortable at my house and I will go, you know, beyond and above to make sure that happens. And I enjoy company, especially my own family. And I really, really enjoy having you guys here. And to see my one and only grandson so far, oh, he has grown and let's behave himself. And seemed to me that he's greatly influenced by parents, especially mother and how he seemed to be just towing the line and doing what he needs to do because boys are usually a bit more difficult to deal with in our culture so for me that was extremely good mm. girls are more conformant in our culture easier to manage and they listen a lot more but in my culture there are a lot of single parents and where father is at, um, at home, absent, and so the boys are a little bit more difficult to to train. So mm. for me, that was very, very good to see CJ just fitting in that role that I would have loved our, all our Jamaican boys to be in. Mm. Mm. And what is your favorite part about being... <laughs> Jamaican and having Jamaican heritage? Uh, I think the dance is my favorite part of the dance, <laughs> the food. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I like that about our country. We are very happy people mm -hmm. out of many one. Mm -hmm. And we should in our music and our ability to just, you know, mm -hmm. no problem, man. Mm -hmm. That's sort of a culture that we grew up in. And to eat all the foods that, you know, my, I would say, forefathers, my mother and, you know, her family before, the way they cooked and what this, this, we're basically eating the same way. Yeah. Except we probably call that the chicken, the jerk chicken by another name. But usually would put them on the, the, the thing and roast them just like, 
but this is a more modern way of uh, of doing it. Mm. My food and my culture, my dance and my food. Yes, you uh, love to dance. I do things that, you know, really keep me going. Yes. I love seeing you dance. You're burning up the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It makes you so happy, you know? And what is your favorite part about passing down that culture you know tina cji angie your grandchildren are the first generation to be born outside of J jamaica completely you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. how do you how do you go about what kind of duty do you feel to pass down that heritage tradition and customs that we're not being exposed to in the same way and i feel yeah, I feel terribly obligated to do that because I don't want you ever to lose your Jamaican touch. So that's why I always try to practice the, um, you know, hearing you talk the patwa, mm -hmm. and talking to your patwa, answer so you understand what I say. Yeah, man. That's all the thing. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you guys just catch on to that uh, and do it. Mm. I also like how you like the Jamaican food and how your mother. Is also following that same sort of line in, in terms of she cooks the gungu, the gungu rice and peas, the, the poor, the, you know, that sort of a thing. That's our tradition. Hmm. The bami, the fish, and all that. That's 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 our um, tradition, and we want you guys to maintain it. You know, the patwa, the food, the dance, the music, and you are doing a pretty good job of that. I was just amazed to see how you guys just rock the Jamaican music and, and all that, you know? Yes. And, and, and embrace the culture. You'd never know that you're Americans. Mm. The way how you, how, how you fit into the culture here. And mm. that makes me very happy. Because I know you guys will also carry on the tradition yes. down the road. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. And if you had to describe the impact your heritage has had on your life, how would you describe that? Uh, I would say it's very good because it, it, it gives me a sense of belongingness. As, uh, I feel very... Um, that's the word I'm looking for now. I feel very good that at least a sense of belongingness that, hey, this is mine, this is my country, um, you know, not searching for identity. I can identify with, with my Jamaicanness, and it makes me feel very good. Mm. And what advice would you have for people who may not be very in touch with their cultures or so, you know, sometimes people are born into families where um, they don't have as much access to their culture for whatever reason. What advice would you have for them and understanding their backgrounds? Uh, that they, well, in, in nowadays, the, the, the Google is at our fingertips. I think they just need to put in Jamaica, Jamaica culture, and read a lot because it is just so self-explanatory. 
and it brings out the beauty and the just about everything the history of Jamaica which makes um, a lot of people want to, to visit it's a, it's a country of London they say wood and water we have our beautiful sea our beautiful countryside the forest the, I mean everything the weather you know it's mm-hmm. all real experiences snow and all that like you guys do there and so it is always a welcoming place to be so I think everybody should read up and visit Mm. Our country. Absolutely, absolutely. The fact that you've been here, you've experienced it, you have taken your pictures, Mm. I must ask you, what do you think about um, Jamaica and our culture? What do you experience? How was that for you? It was so beautiful. And it... You know, we've been going to Jamaica on and off since I was a baby baby. But I think the older that I get and every time I come back, I get a more profound connection and understanding of Jamaica as a country and my personal heritage with my family members and the generations before me. I think being an American, growing up in America, there's a lot of craziness that comes with that. And so being able to go back to Jamaica and just witnessing how how an entire country can be so rooted in happiness, peace, community, love, support, just reminds me that I come from a people who value people and who value togetherness. And it's despite what I could be feeling, you know, up in the States or kind of the craziness that comes with the the fabricated parts of that kind of way of living those are the things that are truly important and I shouldn't feel ashamed or weird or different to really value those things because those are the values that my people have been supporting since the beginning of time so just even being able to ground myself and what's important and refuel on family and dance and love and culture was was just came at a perfect time and came at a perfect time in my life. I think being a young person and understanding how I want to live my life and what kind of life I want to build. That was great to witness, to witness people who are leading their lives in ways that I want to lead my life. And also starting off the year with a perspective of I'm a proud Jamaican American and there's so much strength and resilience, creativity, and beauty that comes from my culture. And that that is what's going to get me um, to where I want to be as an adult. So that's that, it was just very empowering and energizing, I would say. My God, girl, <laughs> I give you an A++ for that. <laughs> wow. I hope you recorded that. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> I mean, your response I'm talking about. Oh, oh, yes, yes, Mama. No, 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 no. You should have recorded that. No, I got it, Mama. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Because my word, I'd love to share that with Uncle Baz. That's the part that you just told me. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you. Unbelievable. Thank you, Mama. You're very sweet. And I tell you, it's because of you... 
it's I tell I keep telling you it's because of you and it's because of Gigi and it's because of mm-hmm. the women that I've been even just being a woman especially being a woman I think because Jamaica is a country that has such a distinct empowerment of women just having Mm -hmm. some of the highest rates of women in managerial positions women are able to be you know feminine people but also be leaders in their communities be leaders in government I think and then just seeing you who is a businesswoman powerhouse and then all of Gigi's stuff um and how she had her own community and how she was a leader in her own community just showed me that like I come from a long line of bad women who know how to go about their business who know how to love (laughs) who know how to love as much as they know how to work hard for what they want and so that I think was such a was such a wonderful thing wow 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 girl you are incredible you're incredible Kylie Kylie you are incredible I'll, I'll share this with Baz, your appreciation. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Mama. I love you so, so much. And I'll talk to you very soon. Me too, man. Okay, baby. We'll talk. We'll love, talk. You. love you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was me and my grandmother. That was Lorna Cameron, my beautiful, beautiful grandmother, on her thoughts on heritage jamaica what it means to her i hope this episode inspired you i hope this episode inspired you to connect with your heritage to lean into the generational values you have um to be grateful and recognize the gratitude in your heart for all the people who came before you that made this life possible and made you the unique human that you are. I'm so grateful for Jamaica. I am so grateful for my heritage and my grandmother. And I'm so happy to have had that trip and all of those reflections. Um, I really should do an episode on reggae music and the beauty of that and empowering music. I really, that's what I should do. That I could do a whole separate music on that. Um, but yeah, but that was my reflections on my heritage um as this episode is titled out of many one people a love letter to jamaica and heritage out of many one people is the motto of the country of jamaica and i'd like to extend that to you um and the greater world at large we are all different we all come from different backgrounds but at the end of the day we are all one people we are the human race and that togetherness that global community is what's going to see us into better days of love, fellowship, progress, content, all of those beautiful things. And I want to close out this episode with a quote from my favorite, I think, Bob Marley song, um, Buffalo Soldier. I close this episode with this quote because I've seen the greatness of this man long gone that still radiates throughout a country of my heritage and because Buffalo Soldier in particular talks about the history of enslaved people in the Caribbean and the destiny that we still have 
knowing where we came from and using where we came from as our fuel to go onward and seek progress, rights, and joy. And so I close this episode with this quote. If you know your history, then you would know where you're coming from. Then you wouldn't have to ask me, who the heck do I think I am? Once you know yourself, once you know where you came from, and you've really leaned into your ancestry, your culture, and those coming before you, you will be fulfilled with a profound sense of self and groundedness that will be undeniable to this world. And that undeniability of self will let you connect with life and bring forth the greatest things you can get out of your life. Call a relative, go on Google, take a trip if you can, and connect yourself with your beginnings. And this is also a great way to acknowledge the playlist I have for this podcast called the Peace Together Playlist. It's linked on every episode. It's also, I think, linked to this entire show. I will be adding Buffalo Soldier and some other songs that I really like um, that really embody peace and embody what this podcast is all about. So if you want to listen to Buffalo Soldier, please, please do. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be tuning in next. Whoa, I keep saying that. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful, beautiful week. Um, Yeah, peace out. Peace Together is yours every Monday. If you resonated with today's episode, share with a loved one and subscribe. If you have art, thoughts, or stories to share, email us at hello at peacetogetherpod.com. On with love.